Midas, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body in the SK system, Your Majesty. The inhabitants refer to it as the Helming Power Hour. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 63 of the Hell Ming Power Hour. And I, and I cannot believe it's taken us 63 episodes to get to this movie we're going to cover this week. That's just stupid, folks. But uh, it's, a, it's a good occasion to be able to do this. And I'm not going to do this alone. If you don't know who I am, I'm Rick. I'm just a dude. But uh, here with me is my buddies. Both my buddies. First off. Mr. Danny Bennett, what is up, bro? Hey, it has been a tremendous weekend for me so far, but this will be the crown in the this will be the jewel in the crown that makes the whole thing worth it. Because the crown I, and the jewel is a little the, more difficult, but hey, it's pretty it's cool. The jewel of the Nile. <laughs> it's the jewel I'm of denial. the stone. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you are absolutely right. It has taken us way too long to get to this uh it's a tra- it's a travesty is what it is. We haven't gotten to it. It really is, it, man. We should be ashamed. We really should be ashamed. I'm ashamed. Okay. And also, maybe ashamed, is our partner in crime as well, Mr. Mark Allison. What it's up, Brosif. Hey, hey, hey. It is good to be here on the only show on the network that seasons as it cooks, the Hail Ming Power Hour. I am Mark, and I am very much ashamed. <laughs> All right, good. We should be. Because if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the one and only Army of Darkness. Or, if you will, Evil Dead Part 3, which is the way it was kind of monikered out there when it first came out. Even saw it in some, some books and stuff, even on the cover of a magazine. You know, throwing it out there as Evil Dead Part 3. But what we got was a whole lot more <laughs> than just an Evil Dead 3. So, it is going to be fantastic talking about this movie what do you say fellas well it, it's it's medieval dead i mean it was you're right it's evil dead 3 and it's uh sam raimi I, I i have to say that i love sam raimi he's probably my favorite director and no i know i no, you didn't, didn't know, know that, that. i don't <laughs> but think it, you've ever mentioned that before in re-watching <laughs> this i think this might have been what fortified that for me and and this is the beginning of all the renaissance pictures you know the mm-hmm. the uh, you know Legend of Hercules and and Xena and all the stuff that him and Rob Tappert went on into. Uh, it's just fun, and yep, it it could get dark in places, but I mean just every scene builds on the last, and it's just a whole lot of fun. Oh yeah, absolutely. 
So yeah, man, we're gonna have a whole lot of fun talking about that. But before we do that, we gotta talk about what we watched this week. So let's get that going right now. What Did you watch anything? You know, I I, I really didn't. I, I went, okay. you know, I, I went to a cabin and retreat where there was uh, no media whatsoever, and uh, and I, I sat with my hands clapped over my ears and my eyes closed in a in a shallow hole uh, in the floorboards uh, of the house, and uh, and I cried. So, are you saying you went to a cabin in the woods? Come on, play with me here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I went to a cabin in the woods. And yeah, all right. It was That's close enough. <laughs> Friday the 13th and <laughs> Freddy Michael versus Jason and <laughs> Phantasm. Wait, right. are, are we just, what are we doing here? I don't know. I didn't watch anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, I did. I watched a classic from 1983, and it's kind of hard to find. But uh, it's called Snooky Takes It on the Chin. <laughs> it's about a streetwalker. <laughs> <and, laughs> it's about a streetwalker that becomes the, the sheriff of a one-horse town. And it stars Suzanne Summers and Cloris Leachman. And it's also got your favorite, Danny, uh, Dabney Coleman in there. Dabney but, Coleman. Starring as Snooky, we've got a very young Patrick Swayze. So it's a it's a fun romp for the whole family. It sounds like it's going to be a little uh, distasteful because of the content, but hey, I, that's that's it, folks. You, know, you can check it out. You can find it on on Amazon Prime. Uh, again, Snooky takes it on the chin. I remember you the check it out. I remember the tagline for that movie. It was uh, it was this one horse town becomes one horse town. Exactly. I remember that. Yeah. That's that's it. That's what it was known for. It was known. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark, what'd you watch? Okay, um, I saw one as from, I think, early 2000s, late 1990s, uh, called Two in the Bush. Uh, this one is uh, it's about a uh, shady land developer who's looking to shut down a clothing alternative beach so he can put up a chain of uh, weenie and beans uh, fast food restaurants. Um, but the uh, two young girls that are kind of like the the heroes of the movie they don't like it so they fight back by starting a nudist colony in the hedge maze of the land developer uh right in his front lawn there uh, of course he doesn't like that one so uh let's see that one stars uh brian dennehy as uh as the land developer uh oh yeah i think yeah i remember it now yeah uh also has uh as Joel Osteen, as sexy Lexi, Lexi the uh, sassy gay neighbor, and uh, let's see, Jennifer Tilly as Priscilla Titus. Uh, she's the uh, head of the uh, People Outraged by Obscene Nonsense organization, also known as Poon. And uh, oh yeah, and Jenna and Barbara Bush, and their first uh, and only, as far as I know, uh, starring roles, which was kind of land-breaking because they play the entire movie buck naked like 
Wow. Every scene. Yeah. Every single scene. Uh, that one's on Max Go. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Tilly, you know, Jennifer Tilly. I think I think Danny's a big fan. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to check that out right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's two in the bush. <laughs> two in the bush. And you said it's on what now? Where can you find it at? Max Go. Max Go. Yes. Yeah. Isn't, isn't, makes that one perfect of those, sense. isn't that one of those robots from like 1982, like Max Go, you could make it like pick up a drink and, and it would try and roll across the carpet to get it to you, but fail? Max right. and Denny are friends. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> All right, anybody got anything else? Watch anything else? I think that's I'll take that as a no. <laughs> so that's been it for. What did you watch? What did you watch? Folks, we'll be right back after this. And I don't have my sound effect, so I have to throw it in later. Whoosh. <laughs> Whoosh. <laughs> the Hail Ming Power Hour is brought to you by S Smart. Shop Smart. Shop S Smart. You got that? And loyal subjects of Mongo like you. Hail Ming! Alright folks, welcome back. So now we're going to jump into to the time machine and get to 1992 so we can cover the incredible Army of Darkness. But you know as well as I do that in order for to, to do that, we have to pay the bills. Because our looks just don't carry us. <laughs> so it's time for sponsors to talk about the greatness of... Well, I don't even know what I'm saying here. It's time for our sponsors. <laughs> Mark, you got any sponsors for us this week? Yes, I do. Uh, for the greatness of whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, first, we have a new sponsor for a sporting event. The, uh, the UCF, Ultimate Cockfighting. Uh, oh, be there on July... Uh, July 4th as challenger Giblet Jones takes on defending champion Chick Chick Boom in a world titled match. A super cluck will be on hand signing autographs in the pre-match. <laughs> well, wait a minute. We, did, we didn't say that that was okay. Did they talk to us about having super, super cluck there? The super cluck doesn't talk to us about his stuff anymore. We kind of screwed up really with gotten, the whole financial thing. <laughs> he's gotten kind of kind of too big for his beak, you know? Like mm. He's been doing all these... these uh, these signings and, and appearances places I I don't know man, man. well I, I saw somewhere where somebody was like he's gonna have t-shirts made we can get a super cluck shirt and all this stuff I mean I, I don't know he's getting too big for his cage I guess we gotta figure out what to do with this man yeah, there's a rumor we depend that, on him way too much yeah, there's if, a rumor if, that you know, he's got a uh, uh, record deal sound, signed so we'll see how that well goes. we know he can't sing yeah. so I mean we hear him on the trip so <laughs> man Anyways, back to business. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah I, don't, I don't know that I'll be going to that one. <laughs> but I am all about some chick chick boom, so yeah. go get them, fella. <laughs> I picked up one from Kentucky. So, I, I've been, you know, my job is in Kentucky. And, and uh, 
I found this one for us. It's called Bloomin' Crazy. It's a flower shop and metal ward all in one building. So, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of doing some good business there and trying to help the needy as well. That's nice. good. Ain't no flower like a crazy flower. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was unable to secure us any sponsors, but I, I did stand on the side of the road with a uh, with a poster board that said, uh, have time machine, will travel. I think people just thought it was a joke. Yeah. And it wasn't a good joke either because I didn't even get a nickel. Oh, man. <laughs> Panhandling, huh? Speaking of nickels, oh. I do have one more sponsor here. Um, Miracle Wolf. All the great taste of mayonnaise with the fewer calories of deadly, deadly wolves. <laughs> Which, what was it called? Miracle Wolf? Miracle Wolf, <laughs> yes. All right, let's get out of this before we start hurting ourselves. <laughs> it's time to jump into the time machine and go back to 1992. So everybody, strap yourselves down, because here we go. Oh. Hey, pass me that miracle wolf. <laughs> yeah. It does make the time machine sandwiches better. Yeah. Really there the it wolf, is, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> there it is, fellas. 1992. Wow. Whoopity-doo. <laughs> it's not that seem, impressive. Yeah. Everything seems just a little bit drab. Or Yeah. Hey, look, it's Eddie Vedder. <laughs> wow. That reminds me, I need to send a message to myself so I can cheat on my final exams. <laughs> Oh, yeah, not a bad idea. Good call. <laughs> Absolutely. So I believe we've got something special for you guys as far as a synopsis this week. And uh, I'm going to let Mark introduce this because he I think he had a little contest out here that he put up in order to get some fans involved with our show. So, Mark, try to explain this craziness. Yeah, um, so basically, uh, I put it out there that we were going to have a contest uh, for to have a fan come on the show and read the synopsis for us and we have uh we had a winner uh man's name is chad and he's gonna he's really excited when he found out it was going to be for army of darkness so let's go ahead and hear how that goes all right so you heard it here folks uh one of our biggest fans chad here is gonna read us a synopsis for army of darkness here we go whoa man this is like way cool Okay, so, like, my name's Chad, and I'm here with my old lady, and we're actually going to do the synopsis for Army of Darkness, man. This is awesome. Okay, so, Army of Darkness, like, about this dude who, like, goes back in time, like, with your time chick, man. (laughs) Yeah. Super clock. No, not like that, but, you know... They find this book called the Necronomicon, and... You shall die! You shall never obtain the Necronomicon! I'm a witch! I'm blind! Oh, folks, we just, uh... Yeah, it sounds like we got some technical difficulties there. Sorry about that. Oh, no. Let it be known... I don't... Let it be known that Chad did sign a waiver before 
coming on the show. Yeah, that's the smart thing to do. But anyways, somehow we have to carry on. So, uh, Bruce Campbell, take me away. That necklace was one of the crappiest pieces of jewelry I think I've ever seen in my life. Sam picked it out. He was so excited when he got it because the shape of it is a little magnifying glass with uh, a chain around it that would go around her neck. We bought it at Corey's Jewel Box in Michigan uh, for this thing. And I'm like, Sam, that's the ugliest piece of jewelry I've ever seen. He's like, shut up, it's gonna be in the movie. <laughs> he wanted, when the morning sun came in through the window as Ash is struggling mightily to defeat these evil dead, he was gonna take the sunlight and refract it through Linda's magnifying glass necklace and burn the Book of the Dead. For whatever reason, that, that shtick didn't work, so we didn't use it, so we were just stuck with an ugly necklace. So, <laughs> I always wondered about that. <laughs> Thanks, Bruce. So here we go, fellas. We're just going to bust into it. Danny, I'm going to give you the floor. What is your one reason out of a bajillion? What's your number one reason to watch Army of Darkness? Okay, so the number one reason to watch Army of Darkness is the the is the title that comes on when you're watching the movie. There there's several titles to this movie, but the one that comes on after the little retelling of Evil Dead 2 is Ash versus the Army of Darkness. And that's the reason to watch it because it isn't really a it isn't Evil Dead. It is a telling of Ash versus the army of darkness and and he is every bit the enemy that the army of darkness doesn't need because he does everything he needs to do and he's got an attitude while he does it and and that's kind of the thing for me too is just the whole opening of this thing because you've already got a perceived notion of what this movie is going to be because of evil dead and evil dead 2 so and it's just as crazy as what he did what sam raimi did from evil dead 1 to evil dead 2 he did the exact same there he thing here he just took it to a whole different area and uh Wow, we we got a one of a kind flick. Mark, what you got? There are so many obvious reasons to watch this movie, uh, but I wanted to go with something a little less obvious here. So I'm going to say the great job they did on the sound of the movie. Uh, sure, because um, you watch the movie definitely and see all the craziness going on, but you don't really think about all the great little noises that they put into it as well. And I didn't even think about this, but while I was watching to prepare for the show, uh, I kept looking down at my notes and, you know, writing stuff down and not watching the screen, but I can still tell everything that's going on just from the audio of it. Right. I actually have an audio clip of a scene from the movie here that just kind of defines what I'm talking about. Uh, as that plays, you can just visualize everything that's going on there. Okay, here we go. You shall never obtain the Necronomicon! We shall feast upon your soul! It's a trick. Get an axe. Yo, she-bitch. Let's go. 
Yeah, man. I mean, straight up through all that, you could hear him loading the gun. You could hear uh, shells falling the on shells the ground. On the everything. Ground, the, yeah. the hot water hitting the guy in the face. Him screaming, "I'm blind!" You know the the punches, the kicks, all of that. You, it's like a straight up radio drama. You can really just picture everything in your mind without actually seeing it. But still, That's a really see good it. Point. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It just really adds to it for sure. But yeah, it's, that's a very great observation on that because I never thought of it that way either. So that's very cool. I'm gonna say my number one reason. <laughs> my number one reason is this is the creation of the Ash that we all know and love. I mean, he wasn't quite even close to this character in the first movie. Second movie, he starts to get a little chip on his shoulder, but it's just for survival. But to this one, man, you get the wisecracking, one-liners. This is the guy that they built the whole recent series that they just come up with is off of this character that's developed in this movie right here. You just can't beat it, man. This is Bruce Campbell being Bruce Campbell that we love. I think it was Bruce Campbell said in an interview that he doesn't like movies where the, there's an ex-CIA agent or an ex-FBI agent that's putting... The, he likes ordinary people... In sure. extraordinary situation, he said, yeah. "Show me a CPA on the battleship with the terrorists there." <laughs> <laughs> and that's what's great about Ash is he's not trained; he's just lucky. <laughs> he's every man, right? He's every man. It's the same reason we love, uh, you know, uh, Big Trouble in Little China for the exact same yeah. reason. Yeah, a yeah. guy that's in a situation that he should not be in, <laughs> well, that, but he tries his be- tries his best to pull it off. <laughs> that's exactly why you know when when. When Bruce Campbell was in Burn Notice, he played an XCI agent who used to be the dude's boss. <laughs> Good but point. He, but he wore a Hawaiian shirt and he was retired. <laughs> yeah. So it's not the same thing at all, man. No, not at all. It wasn't he might like, have just said that. He said that while he was reading the script for that one, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like Under Siege 2, Bruce Campbell. <laughs> Where Bruce Campbell comes up out of that birthday cake. You remember that? Right. Yeah. yeah. That's an iconic scene, man. <laughs> Daddy, you're up. All right. All right, fine. Just hold your horses, man. <laughs> Chad? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my, my next reason, I mean, okay, so there's a, there's a copious amount of reasons to watch this movie. It takes place in medieval times, and it follows a, a regular store clerk who ends up fighting an evil army of the dead. But I'm going to say the Pit B asterisk TCH. Yeah. Yeah. The fight because, in the pit is incredible. First of all, we're going to start out with the pit itself. They, you know, they throw people in this pit. <laughs> They're like, oh, I'll throw the prisoners in the pit, right? <laughs> they throw the first guy in the pit. There's a really long pause, and everybody looks down in there. And then just this geyser, <laughs> this geyser of blood shoots up out of this pit. It is amazing. It is so amazing. It is the best and thing And the fact that the whole ever. town leans in, they all lean in to look over in the pit to see what's going on. <laughs> it is comedic timing at its best. I mean, everybody's... Yeah. And then, you know, they, you see Ash's face and it kind of glows red from just this, this geyser. But then, but then Ash gets thrown in. Kind of extendedly, he gets thrown in, and then then he ends up having this like just insane Three Stooges fight with with the with the <laughs> wet witch at the bottom, who's who's all you know flying up out of the water and and doing backflips. <laughs> <Doing> somersaults. 
I mean, uh, if you if my you haven't is seen when Army she of winds Darkness, up the punch there. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, if you haven't seen Army of Darkness, you just need to because there's something wrong with you in your life. <laughs> so you kind of have to do the disclaimer right here because. Obviously, you're going to think it's a horror movie, but it's not. I mean, it's got some horror elements in it. But this thing is way beyond a horror flick, man. This thing is just so entertaining. Uh, when I saw it in the theater, it felt like it was maybe 20 minutes long. It went by so fast. Yes, yeah, so the, <laughs> the, the pit B asterisk TCH right there. That's killer, man. And there's all the other stuff that goes on in that pit, man. I mean... That's going to be the problem of talking about this movie and breaking it up into points because you pretty much just have to walk through the entire movie. So I would almost just suggest that we just start walking through the scenes as is because what can you not talk about that's in this scene, man? The creature that comes out of the wall, you got the spikes, you got the deuces. He says he wants more spikes. Give us more spikes. Yeah, that, that guy's in the in the credits as Gold Tooth. <laughs> You got, uh, you know, Ash, you know, the, you get the, 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 the seer, it comes out and it's got the, the chainsaw and says, strange one, and throws him this, and the jump up and the, the chainsaw latching onto his arm. It's just so stupid, but so awesome. Ash taking his belt off and throwing it so it hangs on that chain so he can pull himself out of there. It's just makes nonsense. the whip noise. <laughs> For all of you out there, we do actually have a, a, a special... Uh, gift for you this episode because we are doing this episode because the Ash Williams character has been retired by Bruce Campbell. So, right. so um, you know, we've got some we've got some little quips and one-liners and this is the perfect movie to bring those in there. So every once in a while we might just ask Ash to throw out a one-liner. Sure. You got one of those? Absolutely. That's right. Shop smart. Shop S-smart. You got that? <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I mean, everything about it. I mean, the fact that he's still a salesman at heart, <laughs> even though he's fought fought the evils in a in a in a cabin. His girlfriend's been killed or possessed, and he had to kill her. He goes back in time, and he's been thrown into a pit, beaten by a whip, and he's still trying to be the salesman. It's incredible. <laughs> It's just part of the ridiculousness of that whole thing. That you know, he he takes out the shotgun and he's using it to kind of crowd control because he knows he doesn't want to get thrown back in the pit. But you know, so so what does he have to say about it? He's like, well, you know, this this little baby was made in Grand Rapids, Michigan. It's got a walnut stock, cobalt blue steel, and a hair trigger. And a hair trigger. <laughs> I mean. That's Mark's top of the line. <laughs> uh, it's just the best, man. Absolutely the best. But, you know, you can't forget either, uh, though, that before he gets knocked into the pit, which is hilarious as well, because cause the girl that ends up being the love interest just picks up a rock and <laughs> pounces it off of his head to knock him into the pit. But then you got the dude that tries to run and get away, and they shoot him in the back with the crossbow. And just the shot of that is just hilarious in itself, the way it's shot. It's just, it's just Sam Raimi magic. I had there's, POV arrow on my list. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's just yeah. so much stuff in this movie. So, I'm going to go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Mark. I'll let you go next. Um, I'll say the 10 seconds Bridget Fonda's in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> she plays Ash's girlfriend in the flashback. You see her face. You see her scream. That's it. 
<laughs> Paycheck, please. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, and she actually reached out to them because she she found out they were making the movie, and she was like, "I want to, I want to be in it." They're like, "Hey, Bridget Fonda wants to be in the movie." <laughs> it's fantastic. Oh. It's just crazy how big this movie got, and it's all based off Evil Dead too. And you hear the story all the time about Bill Paxton driving and picking up <laughs> James Cameron. Yeah. Bill Paxton drove his car to, to, to James Cameron's house, honked the horn and said, jump in the car, we're going to go see this movie. He's like, what is it? He said, it's called Evil Dead 2. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so even everybody else was catching on to this before the public even had an idea of what was going on. So it's cool to see all these other actors and actresses wanting to be in this stuff. That's okay. awesome. All right, I'm going to say one of my favorite moments, really, in any movie in history is... When we get to meet Henry the Red. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, not so much because it's Henry the Red, but it's because of what Ash says to it. (laughs) (laughs) So Henry the Red has been captured, and, you know, this is the thing. Ash just falls into a bad situation, and they think that that Ash is one of Henry's men. So they strap them all down, put them in chains, whip whip them while they're walking them back to the castle. And... Henry the Red, they take the 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 band the the bonds off of him, and <laughs> he says, "You saw not one of my people." I wish I had the sound bad. I don't I'm sound bad. I don't guess I do. I, 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 yeah, I, I got it. It's um, hello, Mister Fancy Pants. All right, here we go. Well, hello, Mister Fancy Pants. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I was trying to keep him short. Uh, I guess I, I I chopped off the. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so if you, we got short. We went from our, our our sound clips being way too long to now we're just leaving out the best part. <laughs> Only here on Hell Ming, folks. Hell Ming. Hell. 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 Break it down now. Oh. Wait, wait. Help, help, help. <laughs> well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. <laughs> nice editing. It was nice. <laughs> I think everybody knows what he said, but, you know. Yeah. Shoot. Because, <laughs> you know, he had his gun. <laughs> Why would yeah, man. Just, that's just that's just one of the best introductions to a character ever because it's not even the character you expected. You know, to get this big backstory of who he is and what's going on. Nope. <laughs> Ash just cuts him short and says, "Like whoopie de doo." Where do we go from this, Danny? All right. So the next reason to watch Medieval Dead, Army of Darkness, Ash versus the Army of Darkness, Evil Dead Three, whatever you want to call it, is the quest for the Necronomicon. Absolutely. Because, you know, what do you have in a medieval movie other than a quest? So, you know, Ash is reluctant, we'll say, to go after the Necronomicon. To be honest, he's being kind of a jerkwad, and he doesn't want to go help these people out at all. But, uh, you know, they tell him, look, if we don't get this book, we can't send you back. So he's like, fine, fine, I'll go get the book, and then I want back. And Like in so, the deal. 
<laughs> so, so, so you know, he rides into these woods, and then like it all just gets like like weirdo sound and and, and smoke, and, and then he falls into a big puddle, and he looks up, and there's a windmill, and 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 then he runs into the windmill and smashes a mirror, and it's it's every bit as weird as all that. I just said Ash's search for the book, man. I mean, you have to include just the whole thing because you get the typical Evil Dead spirit thing that's chasing them that you never get to really see. You just know it's chasing them, and they can see it because they take off running, but it's just basically the POV camera coming after them. He sees a big windmill. He goes inside the windmill, and just like in every Evil Dead movie, he has trouble with mirrors, so he breaks the mirror. And he looks over all the broken pieces of glass because he, he sees his reflection standing up in the mirror and he's squatting down throwing wood on the fire. And he runs at the image in the mirror and shatters the mirror and he looks over the mirror and it breaks. It's just little bitty reflections of him in each little piece of glass. Then it just turns into a full-on Gulliver's Travel at this point. All those little images crawl up out of the glass and they start attacking him, you know, holding up tacks on the floor and hoping that he steps on them or... You know, making him hurt himself. They prong him with a big big fork. It's just so wacko. Absolutely wacko. Uh, Him putting his face down on the stove and getting that little small, you know, shovel to kind of pry his face off the stove. All that stuff is just... So stupid, so crazy. And so, so I've seen weird stuff before. We've all seen weird stuff, or or like House, you know, movies that have weird things in them that they kind of like. Man, what is going on? The the thing that strikes me about this is, even though all this weirdness is going on, even though Ash inexplicably smashes into a mirror, even though Ash has a bunch of little Ashes attacking him, it still looks so good. You yeah, know, it's fun. Like every yeah. every special effect, however corny. It looks so good that it's just a joy to watch it. You want suspension of belief? Here you go. <laughs> uh, there's an interview with John Carpenter. He's talking about Escape from L.A. and the character uh, of the Surgeon General of Beverly Hills. And he said he needed somebody to play the role Tweaked. And he said, Bruce Campbell does Tweaked like nobody's business. <laughs> and this movie is the epicenter of of that <laughs> like we we're talking about in that cabin scene when he's fighting the, the little versions of himself and there's he sees one running away <laughs> we get this great shot from like a worm's eye view of him just stopping going london right. bridge is falling, <laughs> falling down, down. <laughs> and when he steps on the tack the other little bruce campbell's go my fair lady fair <laughs> Oh, man. It's like the Three Stooges if they bled. (laughs) Exactly. And then coming out of that, him falling down, and then they strap him down to the floor, just like Gulliver's Travel. But the whole plan is to drop a mini-ash down Ash's throat. Yeah, that's right, folks. (laughs) And it's not done with some crazy CGI stuff. I really... There's a part of me that absolutely loves the fact that they just went totally old school practical effects with a lot of this stuff. Some of them are are not even that well done, but just the fact that they did it is fantastic. But this is one of those examples where you can tell it's just a mat upon a mat upon a mat of this yeah. shot put together. But it doesn't matter, man. It's just it's so wacky that you're like, sure, go ahead, all guns blazing. Let's just drop this little dude in his throat. And out of that, how about some hot chocolate, huh? <laughs> I mean, how can you not just sit there and go, this is incredible. And then, then the eyeball comes up on his shoulder. 
Come on. Come that eyeball on. looks That's really awesome. good, too. It's great. And then all of a sudden, now we got another head growing. And there's some scenes where you got like a dummy head. Then you got some superimposed two different ash heads, both talking to each other. And you can tell <laughs> it's just a mat on top of the other. <laughs> and it's not supposed to look great. It's just supposed to be fun and entertaining. I, I love it. You know, in that whole sequence, the one thing that I always think of is is them th- is him throwing that fork. Yeah. yeah, he throws a fork, and and like, and it doesn't fly. Like, it doesn't look like a fork, but like he throws the fork, and then it flies like a dart, and it stabs right. one of the little ashes, right? And it's just so like that that one image of the fork flying across the thing is it's almost like it's slow motion. It flies like a dart. It, it doesn't do anything it's supposed to do but it looks great and i remember it, almost, it every time it almost looks like in the old sci-fi flicks when a spaceship would be flying it's almost that ridiculous looking it's like yeah. so so not normal looking <laughs> the thing i keep thinking of is um when the other ash is growing out of the new ash and he like grows a second head and it's like running around if there's a shot where you could tell it's a very static <laughs> rubber Bruce Campbell yeah. head it's like distorted to look like the Joker or something it's just like glued <laughs> to his shoulder and you realize that but like Rick said you just don't care you're just going you don't care like, like this is fun just go with it <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, you know, that's, that's that's the part where he's like down on all fours and he's crawling across the floor, and you just see that other head is just sitting there, just grinning the whole time. <laughs> it's like, I, it's incredible, man. And then when they finally split, so now you got good ash and bad ash, and that confrontation is just classic. Um, <laughs> do yourself a favor. I mean, don't even listen to us talk about this. Just go watch the movie and watch the part where it's good ash versus uh, bad ash. I'm bad, Ash. And you're goody little two-shoes. It's so ridiculous. And the fact that he starts punching him and he's just standing there. even does a little horn sound with his hand. (laughs) So stupid, but so awesome. And then you do get the... Right after that, you get the last punch. And then all of a sudden, there's a double-barrel shotgun right at the nose of bad Ash. He shoots bad Ash and it throws him up against a tree. Upside down, basically. And you get the line. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Again, this is why you love Ash. How would a guy this dumb come up with a cool saying like that? That's that's the beauty of it, man. I, I like that scene, too, because, like, right before he shoots him, he kind of gives him a nod. Like, yeah, you know, like, the, uh-huh. The bad Ash is like... Because I'm the badass, and you're the good shoes. You're the goody goody two shoes, goody goody two shoes. And he like does a little dance like Dark Man, and uh, and then and then you know, like you said, he's got the got the barrel of the gun right to his nose, and it's like, oh, oh. and then and then Ash gives him kind of a solemn nod, like, yeah, yep, and this is about to happen. Shoots him right in the face, man. He shoots the good guy, shoots him right in the face, and that's the point. That's is right. that he's not that good. <laughs> Well, you know, the, if you watch the other version, he says that. Yeah. The alternate cut, he actually says that. I'm not that good. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of neat that you know you can go back and see some of these other lines because it does give you a different 
different look at it. And there are a lot of versions and and uh, and yeah. deleted scenes and stuff from this movie. It's yeah, and it looks like most of them are cut for time, but none of them are bad. No, not really. Uh, you know, I don't I don't really prefer any of them to what's in the original at all. But it's just kind of neat to be able to see those. Sorry, I was just because I remember they did a little nod to Army of Darkness in Xena, where uh, Bruce Campbell and uh, Ted Raimi had you know reoccurring guest roles on there. And Ted Raimi starts making fun of Bruce Campbell's character. He says, you're just a goody little two-shoes. Goody little two-shoes. Until he just punches him in the face and says, I'm not that good. <laughs> <laughs> so coming out of this, you get Ash bur- burying bad Ash. And then we skip from there, basically. And we get to the point to where he's found where the book is, but guess what? There's three books. <laughs> and he belly aches about it. Ah, old wise man talking about their words. He didn't say anything about three books. He's talking to himself, you know. Do I take one book or all books or what? Do I do? What? Yeah. And so basically, the first book he goes to reach for, and it bites his finger, turns into a bat. Really, well, it's just a book, but it's flying around like a bat, attacking him, and it's all just. Ash holding a book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, not enough can be said for the the physical comedy and the physical action that that Bruce Campbell does for this movie. Yeah, I mean, he just doesn't ever yeah. stop. And then the book finally lands back down, and he gives it that. Ooh, I'll get back to you. <laughs> I mean, so, so funny, man. Then he goes to reach for the second book, and he changes his mind and says, "Ah, nah, you're trying to trick me." So he grabs the other book instead, and it opens up, and it basically is like our time machine. It starts pulling him into a vortex, (laughs) and it pulls him literally into the book with those super stretched out eight-foot-long arms. (laughs) Yeah, like as it pulls him in, like his face gets all stretched out, and his arms get all stretched out. It's just cartoony. Yeah, You know, there's like a tense moment there, too, after he gets sucked in the book and the book closes. They just kind of stay on a a shot of the books and nothing's happening and you're like right. okay okay <laughs> what now <laughs> it'd been great that just been the end right <laughs> well, the end and, and also like his face is still stretched out so he's gotta do like a oh, and make his face go back and it's like I said in any other movie it would almost be cringy but there's yeah. just so much craziness in this movie that it all works dude I was cackling <laughs> At him with the long face and doing the shaking thing, and you know, and it's it's fun because you get to that one part to where it's definitely not back to the way it should be. That it just instantly cuts back to him going, "Whoa, <laughs> wrong book." <laughs> so he gets the books. I mean, and and you know what we didn't mention before is that the wise man gave him words to say. And if you've seen this movie, you know exactly where this is going. If you haven't seen this movie, well, guess what he forgets one of the three words that he's got it's Klaatu Verata Nikto help don't hurt you know from the old uh, night or the, the day the earth stood still right um, exactly yeah. and, but, but you know he, the guy's making him repeat he's like repeat the words he's like Klaatu Verata Nikto he's like yeah yeah uh, one more time he's like I got your words but then of course he gets there and he's like uh, Klaatu Verata uh, he can't remember so he kind of fudges it and pretends to cough into his hand and he's like there I've said it like like somebody's gonna go. No, you didn't. You know, like <laughs> okay then, it's done. <laughs> and when he grabs the book, and you know, all hell breaks loose. 
right, right. Literally. <laughs> yeah. And then you do get a lot of real standard Three Stooges stuff here with the skeletons that reach for him from underground and pull him down <laughs> and even do the eyeball poke thing where he puts his hand up to try to block it and the two hands come in from the other side or grab it. I mean, it's, it's it's just straight up Three Stooges, man. And then the Chosen One returns. <laughs> He's back. He's returning. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out of my face. <laughs> and he has to tell the the guy that gave him the words earlier on, he's like, did you say every word exactly? Well, maybe not every word, but, you know, basically I said them. And so when he tells him this information, it's, re- it's realized that, well, he's doomed them all now because he didn't say the right words. So now the dead are going to rise and come and attack and kill everybody there. The, hence, uh, Army of Darkness. That's, that's where that comes from. In case you were wondering, there is an Army of Darkness in this. The thing is, it went from from being an evil force that possessed people and and uh, and it was fairly diabolical in the first two movies, to to you know kind of a a more lighthearted you know a medieval evil army of skeletons that has to be bested you know, but but they're not just pushovers either, you know I'm, I'm thinking right. of when they when they bash through the wall and that one of them does that that slash across the gut of one of the soldiers you know one of arthur's men you know like like they're pretty scary looking when they want to be but then there's also a bunch of like skeletons that are being carried around you know like and just kind of like puppets underneath the the camera and those are pretty goofy (laughs) it's pretty hilarious man but so who's going to lead this army of darkness well obviously evil ash so evil evil ash resurrects himself and he's ready to roll man and just this character as well, man. I mean, there, he's got so many lines too that are just ridiculous. Yeah, when, yeah. The, when the words aren't spoken, he jumps up out of the ground from where he's been buried because he's been cut into pieces, and and he just he just kind of becomes a body again. Yeah. He's like, oh, even, I live again, and even does a little like whoo sound when it happens. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Welcome back to the living. Now here's the shovel and get to work. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, fantastic, man. So now we got Ash planning on skipping town. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, when you think we get on with the the ceremony and the the thing and all this, and the whole town's just so disappointed because supposedly he was supposed to come and protect, and now he's bailing on them, so they'll start calling him a coward and all this stuff. (laughs) And then uh, I guess Sheila. he just has a, ch- yeah, that's right. Do we get and, and another great reason to watch this movie is this creature that comes and picks her up, man. Not so much the stop motion part of it. <laughs> it doesn't look bad. But the part, yeah, it doesn't look good. <laughs> you know, I was at a Planet Hollywood one time, and they had all the memorabilia from different movies on there. And I sat down at a at the bar to get a, get a drink, and I look up. That bat creature was hanging above the bar, oh, and I'm like, nice. "Like that's it. I'm just sitting here as long as I can. <laughs> I'm just going to bask in the army of darkness." <laughs> the first promo picture that I saw for this movie was a picture of this creature, and I was I, I was instantly like, "Yeah, I, I no doubt I got to see this because it is it is wicked looking, man." I mean, basically, it is just a big rubber mask because it really doesn't move at all, even though it's going, rah, rah. its mouth is just open the whole time. <laughs> yeah. 
It kind of reminded me of the uh, the monkey creature from uh, Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It is kind of similar, I yeah. think. <laughs> you know, so, one thing but it doesn't gotta, matter. One thing I got to bring up that we've kind of overlooked here is, bef- in order for him to go on this quest, uh, since he's running low on fuel for his chainsaw, he had to get a new hand in order yeah, to operate. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, there's this probably one of my favorite sequences in it. Is they go to the the barn, uh, they find a suit of armor. He picks out the hand he wants, and. He and the blacksmith just sit there creating this bionic hand for him. <laughs> of whatever materials are available at the time. There's even a that sound when he reaches and picks up a metal goblet and crushes it. This is like RoboCop. And the the and Sheila's over in the corner watching him. Oh, you know it's. It's a great little sequence in the the windmill when he's putting a putting a fire together. He puts both his hands up to the fire to warm up. I'm like, why are you putting the metal one up there? <laughs> oh yeah, great so, so, man. You know, the guy who played the blacksmith was actually a friend of Sam Raimi's uh, from school, and and he, you know, when they were making the movie, he's like. Hey, I, I can play. I can play somebody, and they're like, "Yeah, sure, come on in. You can play somebody." And so the the guy who played the blacksmith is actually you. You could everybody mugs for that camera in that movie. Anybody who has <laughs> an opportunity to deliver a line like like delivers it for everything they're worth. They they ham it yeah. up. Oh, well, Absolutely. You know, I guess that uh, kind of leads into something else you should watch out for is Ted spotting. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Throughout the the movie, uh, Ted Raimi is just plays multiple characters throughout it. Um, he, <laughs> I heard an interview with him where he said he, while uh, Sam was working on the script, he picked up what he was working on. It's like, uh, who's playing, uh, you know, guard number two? He said, I don't know. I'll take that. Uh, <laughs> who's playing villager number three? I don't know. I'll take that one too. <laughs> and he just chose like four or five characters, and they. They change his outfit and his beard and all this, and just throw him in. The I movie. think he's just excited to get some screen time where he's actually himself instead of <laughs> instead of either the you know the the witch that's in the cellar or being yeah. chopped up you know in the first movie. Well, he's, he's like, man, I get I get to actually act in this one. <laughs> <laughs> and as we all know, you can count on his steal. <laughs> Exactly, yeah, and we use yeah. that all the time. And, all and, the you know, time for the fact of, of Ted Raimi getting to play himself. I mean, he's he's not. He's he's either got the page boy, or he's got like a mustache, or they throw in a hat on him. It, it's funny they were talking about that count on my steel. Uh, I, I watched. I mean, like I said, all the rabbit holes about the making of this movie, but. Uh, one of the things they said was was Ted Raimi was the guy that was like I don't want to die right <laughs> he was saying that <laughs> the, the, the army of the dark the army of darkness is coming and they're all like, oh they'll be here soon we need to flee I don't want to die <laughs> oh go ahead I don't want to die. But but so so then he's like, yeah, well, so now Ted can say the line where he's, you can count on my steel. Like, Wait a minute, a minute. He's just a minute ago. He was the most cowardly guy in the whole castle. <laughs> so they so they took him back and they like took off the hat and they added like a like a page boy wig and they gave him a torch instead of a a guard outfit so that he would be somebody else. But he still got to deliver that line too. <laughs> 
<laughs> they didn't just take one of these extras over here and give that line to him. It's like, nah, it's got to be Ted. Mom said so. Which is also hilarious because the guy that says you can count on my steel is holding a torch. Yeah. <laughs> you can count on my steel. Like, well, where would that be, sir? <laughs> Wait here. I'll go get it. <laughs> All right. So yeah, we could we could go through the whole movie, but I think probably we're in the sequence somewhere of giving reasons. Sure. And, and again, yeah. There's a million reasons. There's a million reasons, but it really but, uh, is. Who, who wants to go next? We'll just get back on. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say this because I say it all the time. I just love the fact that there's a woman named Sheila <laughs> back in medieval times. That's just stupid. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I think the only thing we've mentioned about Sheila so far is, has been that she threw the rock that knocked uh, Ash into yep. the hole. But you know, I was or, looking through my notes. I was like, you know, she's really not relevant <laughs> to much of this movie that I care about. I mean, she's in it. <laughs> yeah. And like, like she gets, she gets to to get uh, what abducted, right? So that she can be rescued, kind of. And she's uh, just another person that Ash gets to throw some great run liners at her, just like this one. First, you want to kill me. Now you want to kiss me. Blow. <laughs> <laughs> I had forgotten. That at the end of this, she gets unpossessed and she shows back up. I, I, I'd completely forgotten. <laughs> I just thought she died. <laughs> well, she gets possessed because he's a, jer- a jerk to her, and then the evil Ash turns her into a demon. And then right. I figured she just got killed. I actually had it written down here. Like any good hero, Ash saves the girl. No, wait. He stabs her and throws her off a building. No, wait. She's okay. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when she says, I'm afraid this one was over. (laughs) 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 They'll swallow our souls. I love it. I love it. So coming out of this, because right after the, you can count on my steel. I don't know, man. Weapons of the future? I mean, any any kind of Sam Raimi montage is worth checking out. Yeah. And there's, I don't know, what, 10, 15 in this movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he's got to train them all to fight. Yeah, I think this is the part where he blinded them with science. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and or I tried, powder or something. I tried to find the extended speech that he gives because I really like it. Like, like I just have the... the uh, the the short one but like there's one where he takes two steps down and he says i know you're scared we're all scared but we can beat these guys with science (laughs) right and it's it's awesome i mean speech he gave was awesome too because it's just like rallying the troops he's like who's with me and there's dead (laughs) silence (laughs) that's right run home go home and cry to mama me I'm staying. <laughs> well, it's it's and, the best. and after he tells everybody that they're that they're whiny crybabies, you know, because they are being, um, Arthur, you know, calls him out and he's like, "You've been the whiniest baby of all of them." And, and then uh, I've got the sound clip of what he says there because it's a terrific one-liner. Are all men from the future loud mouth braggarts? Nope, just me, baby, just me. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Oh. A quick shout out that it's actually King Arthur he's dealing with too. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's, your shoes untied. <laughs> and we yeah, learned that Excalibur is no match for a boomstick. 
That's right. <laughs> well, the guy's name is Arthur. <laughs> I mean, he didn't have a round table or any knights, unless you count Goldtooth. And I don't think Goldtooth was in the knights of the round table. He might have been. They all fled. Oh, <laughs> It's, yeah. the, it's those rose tinted glasses. You look back in time, and and Sir Sir Lancelot is actually gold tooth, <laughs> with his with his ratty ass beard. <laughs> he's whipping slaves for his master. Hey, he says spikes. Give him spikes. He's he's whipping the guy who's who who just a villager's like like twi- twisting the crank to make the spikes real. <laughs> he's like, guy's oh, just a man. jerk. He's and then got he gets one called job. Out. It's whipping, and he's going to do it. <laughs> That's right. He does. He takes a certain exuberance with his job. And so they're finding out that the dead are, are reassembling, I guess you would say, and they're going to come charge the castle. So they need some extra help. So who do they get to help? That's right. Henry the Red and all of his bunch are going to come, which, you know, we're going we're gonna to conquer the Great Divide. First you don't like them, then you're yeah, friends. <laughs> So hold on to your butts, because <laughs> Henry the Red's coming. Yeah, and you know one of the things I like about Henry the Red is when when uh so so after Ash beats all the things in the pit, you know he's t- he tells him he's like, let him go, and he's kind of calling the shots, and Henry and Henry the Red's like, hey, I get to go, and he like grabs some dude by the collar and just like laughs right in his face. He's like, ha. He grabs like, his cheeks. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's good stuff. Oh. And so now you got the, the dead arriving, and <laughs> Ash is looking off the distance. We get another great line where he goes, Just maybe, just maybe my boys can hold him off. Yeah, and maybe I'm a Chinese jet pilot. <laughs> <laughs> and then I don't even know how you want to talk about this, but just the battle in general. There's so much wackiness going on right here. It's insane. There's a great moment in there where basically you could tell the direction was just throw a bunch of skeletons at Bruce Campbell and see what he does. That's to my them. favorite. That's my favorite. <laughs> he gets Man. the backbreaker to one of them. <laughs> one comes out with his arm like stuck out and like pretends to punch him in the face and he's like punches him yeah. back. It's, it's beautiful I sequence. Mean, <laughs> literally, somebody just taking the skeleton and throwing it to him and letting him just ad-lib what to do with it. It's just, it's so awesome. <laughs> we do have to mention that Bill Mosley's in this movie. Oh, yeah. When they first arrive and Bad Ash is there, remember the two uh, the two soldiers that come up on horseback and one is just a, a skeleton that's just stripped to a horse that's just bouncing everywhere. And then the other guy's the one that's got the horn helmet and he's got a patch over his eye. That's Bill Mosley. <laughs> wow. So that's another you know, actor that wanted to be in this movie because of, of what it was. So, But I just love the fact of strapping that skeleton to that horse. <laughs> it's just flopping around everywhere, and he's not it even the one so that, that gets the lines, is he? It's like the it's the puppet that gets the lines, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Sire, the most likely place would be in the parapet. You know, something I noticed in this was uh, w- during the fight, uh, Bad Ash gets set on fire, and like all the flesh comes off of his face, so it's just a skull with a couple of eyeballs, like in the uh, in the socket. <laughs> And I thought, you know, that is the same uh, image they had for the poster for Evil Dead 2, was that skull with the eyes looking at it. And I'm like, I'm glad they tied it in there. (laughs) Yeah, and of course when he comes up, he goes, I got a bone to pick with you. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) I mean, it's just so wacky. And, and, I mean, like, 
this is a movie that if you ever listen to a recommendation of of mine go see mean guns but then watch <laughs> then watch army of darkness Hail right mean. afterwards <laughs> but if you see two movies <laughs> <laughs> no no i mean i only say that because mean guns you know nobody's yeah. ever going to watch that like but uh, but but no army of darkness i mean it's fantastic from beginning to end it's so much fun and it is it's just crazy and Needless to say, and we'll cut it short with all this, but, you know, the good guys win, the evil are, are being beaten, and you get the <laughs> you get the one skeleton that goes, let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> Which I'm not certain, uh, but may have been Ted Raimi as well. <laughs> I'm, I'm, th- I'm thinking it is, too. It sounds like it's a, his voice. <laughs> it's, you could almost do... You know, you could almost do the, those uh, those lines like the Zucker Brothers do in the... Uh, the uh, uh, the Naked Gun movie, where yeah, you know, they just have people's names next to the line they delivered, yeah. <laughs> right? Because yeah. there's and you hear them clearly, like to Mark's point, you know, the the audio quality of this is so good that all these little nuances of villagers saying, you know, the, they'll suck our souls dry, you know, like you can hear that clearly, even though there's a there's a whole commotion going on, and I think it adds yeah. something for sure. Yeah. So. Out of this, you get kind of the celebration of everybody winning and stuff. And then we got to do the, the ritual of sending Ash back home. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Ash is not a normal guy, so it's not going to be a normal situation for sure. And, again, there's there's alternate versions of this as well, but I, I still say the one that's in the original version is still the absolute best. They basically tell him, they put him in his car, which the car came through the trip, if you haven't seen this movie. He's got the car with him. He makes it into a weapon of destruction. Yeah, welcome to the 21st century. <laughs> but they basically be- give him some some drops. Is it this one he does the drops? No, it's the words. He says the words in this one, yeah. right? Yeah, I don't right. think they go into it. He just rides off, and then they, they fade to him being in the future in the, uh, in the, the theatrical release. The drops are in the uh, other the, one. The alternate, yeah. So in this yeah, one, he's supposed he to say like the words. Yeah, Van Winkle. And then it shows him back in our time, and he's talking to Ted Raimi, of all people. Yeah. And Ted's going, so did you say the words right this time? (laughs) So it's like it's him telling this whole story to him this whole time, and that's kind of the adventure we went on in this movie. And he goes, "Eh, yeah, basically. And then we get another showdown with another demon right there in (laughs) S-Mart. Well, and I, I think that you know this. This obviously is the precursor to the whole Ash versus the right. you know, the Evil Dead series. I mean, because this what is what you get. It's the wacky, yep. crazy of of like a really uh, diabolical villain. You know, a, a demon that possesses others and you know has uh, apparently gymnastic skills um, versus a guy who's just an average guy who's kind of at the end of his rope. But yeah. he's a lot more heroic at the end of Army of Darkness. He's he's oh, a lot yeah. more of an icon. Yeah. So it's just it's just a great ending for it. And the alternate version I was bringing up, they actually give him some drops to take, and they, they're supposed to sleep for every hundred years for what every drop he takes. So he buries his car in a in a cave somewhere, starts taking the drops, and he gets distracted, and he ends up miscounting <laughs> when he's taking the drops. <laughs> and he wakes up and. It basically looks like the town that's in Logan's Run. 
and he just, he comes out looking like Rip Van Winkle, long beard, and everything. He goes, actually, he looks like dudes from Ice Pirate when they go <laughs> through the time warp. <laughs> and he comes out going, oh no, I took too many, I slept too long. <laughs> <laughs> but I still prefer the ending of, of Army of Darkness way better the the, the original the- theatrical cut. So, <laughs> uh, guys, I mean, come on. There's no way we can talk about everything. I'm sure that some of you are yelling at us right now going, no, you forgot this part, you forgot that part. You can't catch them all, man. It would be a five-hour-long show (laughs) if we caught everything that's in this movie. And we're just not that kind of – it ain't that kind of party. Yeah, I started and restarted (laughs) my notes on this one three times because every time it was like I had had enough for an entire show in the first 15 minutes of the movie. And I'm like, we'd never get to the end of the movie. But if – Again, if, if you wa- if you listen to the show to find movies to watch, give Army of Darkness a chance because it 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 doesn't matter if it's new or old. It's going to be every bit as enjoyable a movie as it ever was. Yeah, and absolutely. I, I I've really enjoyed rewatching it and watching a bunch of stuff about the making of it because it sounds yeah. like I mean they were they were filming it in the California desert and they had all these problems. There's a scene in it where his. You know, the, at the end of Evil Dead Two, his car lands in the the wasteland, and the and the the medieval um, soldiers ride up. Yeah, and they were going to reshoot that and drop the car again. So they had this big crane at, perched on the edge of a of a cliff to drop the car for the scene, and something went wrong, and the crane went over the edge of the cliff, and they lost <laughs> the crane. They had to pay for it, and then oh. when they were all done with it, Sam Raimi's like, you know. I think that first one from uh, Evil Dead was better. So they just didn't, they didn't even use any of this stuff. They didn't even use any of the stuff that went with all that. I mean, and that was kind of what it was like. It was just he had this yeah. vision of it. And what it's a vision! Almost, what a yeah. vision! You know, it's almost like it's it's almost like what uh, Cannon did with Toby Hooper when they made Texas Chainsaw Two. They basically just opened the checkbook and said, "Here, do do whatever you want to do." <laughs> and I'm sure when he brought it back, they were like. It says here you spent all this money. This is what you shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's the the thing about Army of Darkness though is just it's kind of like you know, they they gave him the money to to do what he wanted to do, right? They they gave him the yeah. the the open checkbook because Dark Man had been mildly successful. Sure. Um and this is what he made, right? Yeah. He, <laughs> he, you can fight me all you want about Kubrick being a genius, but I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna go back and enjoy and enjoy any Stanley Kubrick films as much as I enjoy this for as long nope. as I do. Well, I totally agree, man. Well, let's remember who we're talking about too. This is the guy who just got a cheap camera, bunch of friends, went out to a cabin, and made a classic horror movie that everybody right. likes. And so yeah. you give him a bigger budget, he's going to do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right. The, the gall of just making Evil Dead 2, and it's basically just a remake of the first one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. who does that? <laughs> hey, let's make fun of our own movie. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> well, and, I mean, it's, and, it's almost as funny as Paul Abdul saying, on this next album, I'm going to prove I can really sing. <laughs> the, and you had, you had sent me something a while back, Rick, that you know was, was basically saying that Oz the Great and Powerful was just kind of a a retelling of Army of Darkness in Oz. And you're yeah. absolutely right. That's why I like Oz the Great and Powerful. I mean, because yeah. it, yeah. it's got the same thing. It's got the battle montage and the trickery and 
Yep. The graveyard. It's got a lot of the same elements, and I'm not going to disagree, but they're both fun. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. I think there's no question about the love that the three of us have for Sam Raimi. I mean, he just he makes the perfect popcorn movie. I mean, this this is it right here, man. I mean, if you if you don't enjoy this, there's just something wrong with you. <laughs> you basically have to make yourself 12 years old again and watch this movie. And I'm telling you, it hits every one of those buttons, man. Every one of them. All right, uh, what do we do from here? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think I think we need to mention that that Bruce Campbell, uh, since you're listening, because I know you're a you know regular listener to our show. Yeah, he listens um, all the time. Oh yeah, absolutely. We're just gonna say thank you for your your stint as as Ashley, and but but you know we look forward to whatever it is you have coming up, and we understand that it's when it's time to go, it's time to go in style. So that's why we chose this movie. You know, we, we absolutely love the Ash character, but we love Bruce Campbell even more. I've met him personally twice. Mark met him. You met him when he did the book signing, didn't you, Mark? Yeah, I've met him a couple of times, too. <laughs> Super nice guy. Yeah. And he's every yeah. bit as large in life as he is on the screen. He actually said during the signing that he wanted to meet uh, people meeting him to be like people meeting Santa Claus. <laughs> 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 now, the thing is, I know what I think of this movie, and I got an idea of what you guys think of this movie. But now I'm wondering, what does Brian Blessed think of this movie? Brian Blessed, what do you think of Army of Darkness? This is my boomstick! Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. I think this might be the time to mention that now we're going to get some uh, reviews from Ash, because we've got plenty of sound clips to do that, too. Ash! What do you think, what do you think about Army of Darkness? <laughs> How about this one? I'm through being their garbage boy. <laughs> I like how he delivers that line. That's one of the many lines that he delivers to himself in that movie. And, it, and it's so good because it's not even an inner narrative. It's like, I'm going to say my lines out loud, even though I'm alone in a graveyard. <laughs> like in the deal. <laughs> like in the deal. <laughs> I got the book. Now I went back. Like in the deal. <laughs> then there's also Yo, she bitch. Let's go. <laughs> now, funny story, uh, they actually called Ted Raimi she bitch and that's where that came from. He was originally playing uh the, those characters too. Anyways, I mean there's no sense even rating this thing. Come on, man. This is this is top shelf hell ming stuff right here, man. Yeah, I, if if I had to do it all over again, for like two years ago when we were naming this, I might have thrown out some Army of Darkness titles for the podcast because man, yeah. it's right up there with Big Trouble in Little China and Flash Gordon as far as just Absolutely. like super watchable movies, man. Yep, never gets old. Never gets old. You know, it's funny. Like when we're when this was coming out, like I remember seeing commercials on television for it, and. One of the you know, like uh, the Metallica album, the Black album had just come out, and yeah. in one of the one of the uh, the commercials for it, they were playing the Holier Than Thou song, like <laughs> off that album, like in the background. And I was like, oh, it must be in the movie. And I kind of waited the whole movie, and it was never in there. I don't know what the connection was. <laughs> it was just yeah, I guess it was the right riff to give them the because there's because they, they did like three commercials. I looked them up for this too. One of them's kind of comedic, 
and one of them's kind of adventurous and one of them's kind of horror like they were trying to yeah. just like hit all the possibilities and it's funny like because you could hear the guys like well this guy's going back in time to fight an army of the dead you know, it's just goofy, and they've got like the the C, the, the early CGI, like the skull comes up in the middle, like it's a graphic yeah. thing, like right, yeah, like it's that it's that that porn parody of the Pirates of the Caribbean thing. It's just kind of right. not quite right. Not that <laughs> I would know. You know yeah, or, no. <laughs> right. Edit that out. Just edit that part out. <laughs> Army of Darkness, man. Army yeah. of darkness okay Boom. now what <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna do a remake or no or any of that stuff or no <laughs> <laughs> there it is <laughs> yeah I, I i think that it's a, it's a it's a definite there's no need to remake this movie and if there ever is a point i i'd be surprised all right i guess we'll take a short break we'll come right back we'll see you in a little bit yeah 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 whoosh <laughs> God damn it, I hate these things. Uh, yeah, this is Max Cheatham of Dewey Cheatham and How. I'm returning a call from my client Supercluck. Chicken, boo, I'm in love with you. The demo you sent me was just off the charts. I love it. This thing is going to be a huge hit. Soon as Supercluck hits the airwaves, you can kiss those hail mongo people to the side you don't even have to worry about it you are going to be a huge star trust me i love this demo i'm listening to it right now I hope you had a blast. Hey, again, if you're a fan of this show, you know what kind of movies we bring to the to the forefront. This is a must-watch. If you haven't watched this movie, shame on yourself. If you don't like this movie, then you can take a leap. Because <laughs> I happen to think it's hysterical. And uh, I just love everything about it. And so, if you didn't like it first time around, if you were expecting a horror movie, then go back and watch it again and see if you don't have a blast with this one. Again, this is Bruce Campbell at the top of his game. This is Sam Raimi doing what he loves to do. Bad stop motion and all. Great one-liners. You just There's no way you can't have fun watching this movie. Uh, yeah, 100%. It's, it'll never get old. It'll never be bad. And if you don't like it, you should feel bad about yourself. Absolutely. If you're Mark, a Bruce Campbell fan... Odds are this is the reason you're a Bruce Campbell fan. Ooh, I totally agree. Everything, totally agree. Everything yep. Bruce Campbell is in this movie. So if you love him in other stuff, you're going to love him in this. If, you ha- if you've seen it before, go back and watch it again. You'll have fun. If you haven't, sit down and watch it because you are in for a treat. I'm just going to throw this out there. But this is a this is probably a very true statement. But there would without this movie, without Armored Nightmares, there would not have been a... Bubba Hotel. Just think about that for a minute. <laughs> Do I have to? Hail <laughs> Ming. 
there would not have been a man with a screaming brain. Hail me. Oh, God. Bulgaria. <laughs> that was bizarre. <laughs> I mean, I watched it because it was Bruce Campbell and all. Right. Yeah. Like, That's the problem. This movie caused us to watch a lot of Bruce Campbell stuff we probably shouldn't have watched. <laughs> it's, is, is it... Uh, his name is Bruce. Is that the... Yeah. <laughs> Something like Man. that. That That's My a good one, Bruce. though. It's yeah, not it's bad, not, yeah. I, I know that there's the there's the Bruce Lee one that, that's early. I'm not trying to get the titles confused. They, they, they call me Bruce they call is me that. Bruce, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, that, that where he's playing in Cave Alien Six at the beginning and he's in that trailer. <laughs> I mean, again, this it's kind of it's kind of another homage to the end of Army of Darkness. He's playing the Ash right. character in real life. And although I don't think Bruce Campbell is that character he can segue into it really easily. You know, it's the persona that he that he wears so well. Right. Yeah. Awesome. I'm I'm glad we finally got to talk about this one because again, it, it it's it's so important to just the type of movies that we love to watch. It's almost a pinnacle of a lot of these that have three or four good moments in it. And this one's just nonstop one liners and stuff, man. Just it's just incredible. I mean, love it, love it. All right, folks. As far as checking us out, don't forget, we're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Uh, you know, we're trying to build up on those things as well. If you're listening to us on iTunes, leave us a rating. Give us a little review. Hey, it can't hurt. It can, can it? hurt, can it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if you love this show, just show a little love back. It goes a long ways. We would appreciate it. But this has been absolutely fun. I don't know what we have in store next, but who knows? We'll figure it out as we go along. Yeah, where do you, you go guys from got anything here? else you want to add? Do what? Where do we go from here? <laughs> well, I mean, to 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 continue on in there, you know, we're on Instagram and we're on Facebook. Obviously, it's probably the big platform, but um, we're on Legion Podcasts along with a growing number of other podcasts that are yep. are definitely worth a listen, and you should check them out too. So Absolutely. while you're there, give them a listen. Yep, lots of great shows. A lot of great stuff happening at Legion, so you should check them out as well. Amongst those great shows are a couple that you definitely check out. Uh, one being Short Bus Cinema. Um, whoop, whoop. Yeah, uh, hosted by, uh, who, who's the host of that one again? Um, uh, Johnny Krug. Johnny Krug, yeah. Yeah, Johnny Krug. And that, and that, <laughs> that other guy who's, he's, he's, he's good too, he's good too. <laughs> and they have, they have guests and stuff. I think there's yeah. the guy on there that really is a bus driver. <laughs> yeah, get out of the way, that guy. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I do like that little thing. And also check out Rick Morgan's other endeavor, House of Wax, which looks like it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful show. Uh, oh, thanks, man. And uh, and I'll take that fifty bucks anytime you want to. Now. <laughs> <laughs> You can get it from Super Cluck. He's got it. Oh, oh, well, then I'll never get it. <laughs> yeah, folks, I've got a new show that's going to be coming out uh, probably at the end of this month, which would be right, right after Memorial Day weekend. So if you uh, want to hear me talk about some horror stuff, yeah, that's going to be going on. So, But uh, that's not what this show about. This show is about the movies that we love. So, But, yeah, that's coming pretty soon. Who do you well, love and who loves you? <laughs> That's all I got, guys. Y'all got anything else? Well, I just want to appreciate say appreciate all the fans listening. Uh, we wouldn't do this show without you. 
Yes, we would. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we would. But it's better that you listen to it. I mean, it's just as ridiculous as of us asking them to request stuff, and we just go ahead and do what we want to anyways. I mean. It's true. Yeah, sure. but when we eventually stumble over what they requested, then they'll feel good about themselves. Right. <laughs> All right, I guess that's it for us, folks. We will see you later. Sayonara. <laughs> well, loyal minions, I could think of no better way to send this episode out than with the words of Bruce Campbell as Ash as he reprises this role that made him what he is today. So without further ado, let's take it out with Ashley Williams one last time. I thought about staying. They offered me the chance to lead them, to teach them, to, to be king. Uh-huh. But my place is here, so I swallowed the juice, said the words, and here I am. Did you say the words right this time? Well, maybe I didn't say every single tiny little syllable, no, but basically I said them, yeah. Basically. You know that story about how you could have been king? I, uh, I think it's kind of cute. Yeah. Lady, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave the store. Who the hell are you? Name's Ash. Housewares. Sure, I could have stayed in the past. Could have even been king. But in my own way, I am king. Hail to the king, baby.
Blaas Gordon. Members of the audience will receive the following. Classic Curves by Biddos, the pants for feel-good company. A gift certificate from Maru-Chan Ramen Noodles. Rice-A-Roni. All guests receive a copy of the Helming Home Game. Thanks to the creative minds and special appearances of Mark Allison, Jeremy Finch, and Jacob Kennedy. Helming is a proud member of Legion Podcasts. Check out all the great shows at legionpodcast.com. Helming is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Legion Podcast. This is Dan Pardo saying good night.